Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good afternoon, good evening everybody, it is me, Dov, from Forza Time Football, again, you're, 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 you're definitely getting sick of the number of these podcasts by the time you're listening to this one, um, but unfortunately you don't have to listen to me ramble for too long, because this time I'm joined by Nima from sempreinter.com to talk about Milan, obviously, right Nima? Yeah, we want to talk about Inter Milan, I hope. Ah, yeah, that's it. there you go. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about Inter today. It's the, it's the mid-season, it's lovely and perfect, right? it's lovely and symmetrical right in the middle of the season so we can see what's happened in the past few months and then speculate at us as to what could happen in the, uh, the next few months as well and, and what's going to happen with Inter. Um, so... If I recall correctly, and bear in mind I am old and I can't remember things properly, it's like when, when, when we spoke before the season started, you were quite optimistic after a good transfer campaign, getting into the Champions League, and things started fantastically well for you guys, apart from the wee blip at Parma, but apart from that, everything was good and you were winning games left, right and centre, winning in the Champions League, winning in Serie A, it's going great guns. Then it went a bit off track, so... What, how, what's happened? Well, I mean, as I, if I recall, and, and you and I are the same age, so, you know, if, <laughs> you, if you don't remember, then, then I can't either. But if I remember correctly, um, I, I, I remember that I, I said that this season, Inter's job and goal and aim is to build and improve on last season. And what that means was go you know, go go qualify from the group stages in the Champions League to the round of 16. It was to finish third in the Serie A and maybe, you know, a minimum semi-final in the Coppa Italia. Now, one of those uh, objectives has, has Inter has failed, um, and that is the Champions League. But there's a, you know, if we look at how Inter were knocked out and how Inter failed 
to 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 qualify from the from that group in the Champions League. Um, there's a couple of things that spring to mind. Number one is the fact that Inter beat Tottenham at home and PSV away uh, and drew against Barcelona is very good. This is this is you know you have to remember that this is a team that um, has not been in Europe's best club competition for seven, eight years. And the fact that Icardi scores four goals, the fact that Inter win two matches and draw one against top, top, you know, uh, top, top clubs mm-hmm. um, in a situation where, um, you know, Inter were anything but the favourites to go through from that group of death. Well, you were fourth seed in the, I think, as well, were you not? Yeah, we were in the last, you, you the know, last yeah, last pot. And, 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 and therefore, Inter got the group they got. And, and to be able to not qualify based on the away goal rule because Inter lost 1-0 at, uh, at Wembley against Spurs, but 1-2-1 at home at the San Siro, and that away goal is the reason why Inter don't qualify, that is very a very, very good result in and of itself. But if you look at the fact that Inter had everything in their own hands all mm. they needed to do was to beat PSV at home PSV at home easy right that, Nima easy he, well <laughs> that's that, that's when that's when Inter is Inter when, when Inter <laughs> are expected to win easy at home it rarely goes that way mm. and this is exactly what we saw um, we, we saw uh, Asamoa who's been one of the most consistent performers this season mm-hmm. completely lose his head and that ends up in, in a goal and Inter don't recover from that, to be honest, and because and it sent shockwaves through that team um, in a way that we haven't seen since the days of Mazzari, because even uh, Spalletti after the game <clears throat> said that what he didn't like was the fact that the team looked a little bit uh, stressed and panicked in the mm. first half of the goal. Um, and that's, I think, a valuable lesson for this team, because they have in the Serie A been able to deliver the goods when having the pressure of winning. But when it came, when it comes to Europe, they're not used to that uh, in this way. And that was a test. They failed, but not spectacularly. They failed it, but they were so close, so that's something good. But on the other hand, Inter have to beat PSV at home. And that that's just how it is. So... <laughs> It's 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 you know it's it's um it's like, double edged. It's, yeah, it's like there are lots of positives, like you say, because you've got lots of good results. But then at the end of the day, you've got one game where you need to beat a team which you you read, like you say, you should be beating at home. Let's be honest, and you don't do it, which kind of then ultimately leads to a bit of disappointment. I thought as well. Well, well it did. It really did, and um, it, it also led to uh, Luciano Spalletti being heavily criticised. Uh, by the media, by the fans, uh, and, and I think actually quite fairly, because what he did in the PSV game was simply not good enough. He didn't prepare the team mentally good enough. He didn't, you know, sure, it was it was in the middle of a very difficult, uh, you know, uh, run of games. It was the Juventus game, blah, blah, blah. But it's still, you know, that is not an excuse for Inter. Inter is supposed to be able to play world-class teams every three days this team is built for that 
and 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 they showed that they 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 failed on the last hurdle. They're close, but they're not quite there yet. Personally, I think in the long run, that's a good thing for Inter. Mm-hmm. I think Inter Inter need to be hungry and not sit back and relax. That's when Inter is at its best. Hmm. Well, uh, talk, talk, one of the, actually the best performances, of, like kind of going back in, back to Serie A, of what like, I thought of into the season was away to Juve, where I think if if, if Gagliardini put a shot just to the other side, just a little bit uh, to the I think to the to the right, so it kind of went in off the post rather than bounced out, then you've got a completely different game. And I thought Inter were brilliant in that game. I was very very impressed. I agree with that. I thought Inter, especially in the first half, were mm. really, really good against Juventus. Yep, and they, you know, that's that's just unlucky. If you hit the post, and you know, they had they created some other chances as well, mm. where where they were more, where they squandered the chances. But this, but the the post is just unlucky. But what we saw against the Juventus, what I found the most interesting was uh, the new Icardi, as I like to call it, because he's no longer this number nine who's who's invisible for 89 minutes, 90 minutes in the penalty box in no man's land until a ball comes in that he can, you know, pounce on. He is now a modern number nine who is very much interested in being in, in being involved in the link-up play, is very interested in, 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 in assisting his, his other attackers and midfielders, and he's really, really good at it. And that is something that uh, I thought, you know, before that it was it was a discussion of, well, maybe it was just this game, or you know, is this the real, is this the, an actual change? I think against Juventus we really saw that this is an actual change, mm. and that is thanks to Spalletti, who I think has, since taking over this team, gotten so many players to raise themselves a level. In yeah. terms of quality, yeah, no, no, completely. And um, can I can I add into that? Obviously, you beat Napoli one 0 as well. So it's a, it's kind of like he, he, there's definitely a progression there, like from last season as well. So I think kind of what you were saying, you wanted to see Inter improve. I think say maybe regard the Champions League out taking that away. There's definitely improvement there, which I think is good. Um, looking at some of the summer signings, then I, I want to get your thoughts on them because obviously Lautaro's came in. Did reasonably well when he's played. Asamoah, who you mentioned, has been super consistent. De Vrij. Um, but the one who's maybe the anomaly is Mr. Rajan Angolan. Yeah, he, he likes his nightclubs. He likes to smoke. He likes to have a drink. Um, likes to be late for training. And then kind of... I don't know, how do you see the situation there? Because it looked like everything was fine. And then maybe in the last say, month or so, maybe the rails have been gone off a little bit what do you think well the wheels haven't completely come off that yet (laughs) not completely but they were very close when he on christmas day that audio of him uh leaked on social Mm. media of him saying that he wants to return to roma and that if totti is his friend he will take him back and Mm -hmm. how inter fans who make fun of him now and say that he's he's uh he's done and he's over he will tell them to F off and show them on the pitch how he, you know, you know all that stuff, that came out on Christmas Day and, and ruined Christmas for, for Inter in a situation where Inter were trying to bury that uh, whole thing. Now, what, what I think saved that uh, whole thing was how incredibly professional Marotta, uh, Beppe Marotta handled it. He came out and said that, look, 
Uh, Inter uh, have signed Nainggolan. We've spoken about every, all our problems. We are all okay. Everyone's on the same page. Let's move on. Now, the fact that they find him and they suspended him from being part of the team as a as a as a like a, like marking that this behavior is not okay. Well, the Napoli game as well, Nima. It's not like yeah. he was suspended for like Sassuolo or Kiev, or he was suspended yeah. for a massive, massively important match. Exactly, and that goes to show that they meant business, and that mm. was brilliantly handled by Marotta. I think I think he 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 passed. You know, the, the guy has had anything but a quiet start to his. Uh, career at Inter, but he's handled every situation really, really well, uh, especially the Nainggolan situation, because what happens after that is that Nainggolan understands this, the seriousness of what's going on and instead starts working on his own, starts, you know, really, really gives the signals to the club that he wants to be the player Inter bought. Mm -hmm. um, so this, this, this is, you know, it, it remains to be seen if if he actually can, and that's what that is the most important thing. But I think ever since then, that has been handled really well by the club, and I think actually that Nainggolan has 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 also accepted that he's done wrong without much fuss, which I think mm. needs to be credited as well, uh, because nowadays footballers are. Don't, <laughs> I mean, how, <laughs> how often do footballers take it that way? Yeah, it's, well, it's yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not very often. Normally, if they throw their toys at the pram, the toys stay out the pram and they go somewhere else. So Exactly, exactly. Um, and this did not happen. Yeah. Um, but if we look at how, how, I mean, we have to be fair to Nangolan as well. Because this guy did not have a proper preseason. He was mm. injured after a few days uh, and, and he missed the entire preseason. He's been playing catch-up since. I personally think that the... the, the, the Winter break came at a perfect time for him that allowed him to to, to work himself back uh, to the same level as the others. Uh, because I don't subscribe to the idea uh, that he's finished like that. Um, I don't. I, I don't think he's as good as he was. I think he, he peaked at Roma, absolutely. But I don't think we're talking about a player who's... Who's, who's, who's a shambles now? I, I, that I don't agree. No, definitely not. Uh, who, who of the other summer signings then have, have kind of, or, or which one of them has kind of impressed you the most of the guys that came in? I mean, I knew Defray was good, um, so I'm not at all, <laughs> um, you know, surprised by that. I knew how good he was, and I knew, uh, and I was looking forward to to watching him and Skriniar play together, and so that wasn't a surprise. Asamoah was I knew you know it's, he's he's a he's a really good player and he's been for Juve and Udinese for years, and and we knew kind of what we were getting there. Um, but I you know the player that we signed uh, over over uh, the summer, which I had the most expectations on, simply because I'm a big fan of his, has not underwhelmed, but he hasn't exactly overwhelmed either, and that's Keita Balde. But he seems to be on his way, like his form, uh, is, his personal form is pointing in the right direction. So I'm hoping for him to have a really, really strong uh, second part of the season. Um, other than that, I think Lautaro has, 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 has played at the level and, and, you know, that you can expect from a, from a young kid that just came from Argentina to the Serie A. Um, I think 
I'm a little bit dis- disappointed with Versalco, but that's not mainly down to his performances, yeah, but it's more exactly the guy mm. was injured in the World Cup, but because he he was you know it was Croatia and the World Cup, he kind of played mm. injured to get them to the World Cup final, which is commendable. Um, so so it's, so the jury's still out on him. Um, but but uh, I have to say that the player that has surprised me positively the most is is Politano. I'm really surprised by how well he has adapted to Inter, to playing for Inter in the Serie A, but also in the Champions League. Mm. Um, that that is something I did not see coming, and I um, I was critical of him in the beginning of the season, you know, th- you know, saying that he was a little bit of a one-trick pony. But that doesn't matter if it works. Ah. <laughs> Everybody says that about Arjen Robben. So Arjen Robben, exactly. Yeah, it, works, so it, doesn't it works. It's been working for a decade and pretty damn well too. So, you know, who cares? Uh, and and with, with Politano, I think he's he's really surprised me in a really positive way. Hmm, there you go. Right, what about all these late goals then? Because I'm just I'm looking at the results now. You've got 90 minutes, Sampdoria win. Uh, D'Ambrosio, 77 minutes against Fiorentina, equals win. Icardi, 78 minutes against Spal, equals win. Icardi, 90th minute against Milan, equals win. Icardi again, 76 minute against Udinese, equals win. And then Lautaro, 90th minute against Napoli, equals win. And then that's obviously discounting the late goals in the Champions League. What, what's going on, Nima? Why didn't why didn't or decide to score in the last 15 minutes of games to win matches? Um, you know, that to me is 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 one of the most positive aspects. Uh, for me, as an inter interista, simply because that it wasn't by chance that uh, Sir Alex Ferguson's Man United <laughs> always scored towards the end. Mm-hmm. Because when players are tired, quality has to show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's not luck and it's not chance. And if it was once or twice for Inter, fine. But this is a pattern, and that is a good sign because it shows that the team doesn't give up until the very end and it shows that they wear teams down uh, and that is what a big team big club should do so I'm, I'm, I'm really that is actually I think the most positive thing of this uh, this first half of the season do you think it's just, is it just a fitness thing that Spalletti's kind of like because he's worked with the team for a bit longer so he's, he's managed to get them fitter so that they can last longer in games and then obviously when they're playing the likes of say Spal or Milan or Udinese that the quality does shine through or do you think it's kind of something with the mentality because that's what you used to moan about last season all the time how the I mentality wasn't there but do you think it's what do you think it is mental or physical? I think I think it's both I think it's mm-hmm. a combination of both the fact that he has installed uh, a big club a winner mentality in the Serie A in these players and also uh, the fact that he they're fitter they're really really fitter and they these players uh, can 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 do more uh, for longer periods of time so so for me it's it's actually both of those things plus the fact that he's got them playing football that is really really hard to withstand pressure over 90 minutes mm. even though the Serie A is it's such a tactically, you know, the teams are so tactically skilled and intelligent. At the end, you know, towards the 90th, 90th 80th, 75th, 5th minute and onwards, the players are tired mm. and they they start making mistakes. But Inter continue to to to, to pile on the pressure and and not and, rel- and, and be relentless in their attacking and game plan, and it pays off. 
Um, so so I think I think it's a combination of all of those things. There we go. Right. So we're in January. We're about halfway through. Um, are you expecting much business from Beppe Marotta and his first transfer window, or do you think Inter pretty much settled for the season? No, I mean, it's very clear that Inter, um, due to uh, this being hopefully the last six months of the settlement agreement with UEFA, uh, they know they have to sell in order to buy. Mm. Um, so I don't expect Inter to do really any big business in January unless that big business is for June, uh, for the summer, at the end of June, or 1st of July, when the transfer window opens again. Um, so that's why I think... Um, I think a lot of teams are working like that. I think Juventus are working like that. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Milan, uh, you know, disregarding uh, Paqueta, the Brazilian. How do you pronounce the thing? Is it Paqueta? Paqueta. Or? I would say Paqueta. Paqueta, okay. Yeah, so yeah. so he, he, you know, ex- except for that, I don't expect... Uh, um, I mean, the, the, the January transfer window is known as the Mercato dei... Contorni, you know, it's, it's the, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's it's the it's the condiments transfer yeah. window where you need to, you know, you need to fix whatever you can because mm. it's not been working. But for Inter, it's been working. And Steven Zhang, the president, uh, Inter's president, said that if there is opportunities, we will obviously take them. But it, in January, those are very very difficult to come across. Mm. Uh, so uh, the way I look at it, Inter are are working really hard on, on, on fixing the the squad ahead of next season already and that is something Marotta has been really good at at Juve and, and, and I'm really pleased to see that he's bringing that mentality to Inter yeah well you're not going to get Luka Modric in January let's be honest you'll have to wait until exactly. someone to get him <laughs> right now the other kind of I say this transfer news but it's not really what kind of transfer news um, Mauro Icardi he's the captain he's the big man He's won a new contract, but he's won loads of money. Really? Does he want a new contract? I've missed yeah. that. Uh, did you not see it? Oh, honestly, no, no. It's a, yeah, maybe hidden on like the like page eight of Gazetta or something. Yeah, but it's, it's been out especially been... the Gazetta. Yeah. <laughs> so what's happening, right? Because he's the captain. He's the bandiera. He's the symbol of Inter, right? Like, and it, and. The, the the kind of rumours which I, I find honestly a bit stupid like him going to Juventus for example like well, let's be that's not going to happen is it is, you're not going to see the captain of Inter go to Juve like what Nima what is happening what's going on with this because it just strikes me as ridiculous I, I mean the whole thing started when Wanda one night before the Inter Christmas party went on an Italian TV show uh, Tiki Taka and, and basically threw the Inter directors under the bus by saying that they, in the summer, um, wanted to ship Icardi to Juventus in exchange for Higuain, uh, but uh, not, not not that it was their idea. But Juventus came up with the, with the offer, and Inter wanted to do it, but it was Icardi who, who who pulled the plug and said he didn't want to because he loves Inter. Um, she did that the day before the Christmas party, and 
after that, <laughs> that uh, I mean, do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sitting next to each other on the table. I mean, you know. Anyway, so so what happens after that is Marotta and especially Auxilio go out and say that we don't negotiate in the media. That's not how we work. We uh, we, we do we, we like to do these things privately. Then you know we have the Christmas break, and she this week is in Argentina and. TYC Sports in Argentina name her as the source having confirmed to them that Icardi will not sign a new contract with Inter. This goes off as a bomb this mm. week. The, about an hour later she walks that back saying that we could sign a new contract with Inter at any point but we're far from signing a new contract. Now the Gazeta say uh, the day after this that they... Um, Inter, they report that, according to their sources, Inter are not happy with this kind of negotiating and this kind of tactic from Wanda, and they want Icardi to change uh, his agent. Now, his reaction to that is to go on Instagram and take a print screen of this article and and complete and call it bullshit mm. uh, and and say that this he's going to be with Wanda as long as he lives. As long as his career is, say, is, is, that's not a good, yeah, good thing yeah. to criticize nope. Wanda with Icardi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he said he, he's never going to leave her. He's very happy with everything they've done together so far, and she's going to represent him until the day he hangs up his boots. Now, what what that tells me is is a couple of things. Number one, I don't really care that much about the whole, uh, you know, uh, media circus mm. between them and uh, the Gazeta because personally I think that's that's completely the most uninteresting aspect of all of this what they because what Icardi also says in that Instagram post is that he will sign a new contract with Inter when they present him with a correct offer mm. yeah. a correct uh, and, and that to me says a couple of things number one is he outs that the club has not given him and a correct offer. Mm. He he says that he's not been given any offer, and that's not what the club wanted to come out uh, because they wanted they want to take their time when it comes to uh, contract negotiations. As you know, under Suning, it's it's been like this. They don't like to be rushed. Um, he. Um, you know, so so this 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 takes a kind of a life of its own. And my interpretation of all of this is that, you know, one Wanda, you know, a lot of people criticize uh, her because she's, you know, his wife and and she's too personal and all, all that nonsense. I don't I don't do that. Uh, I don't really think that's relevant. What I think is relevant though is the fact that. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The way she talks about Nietzsche's directors and the way she throws them under the bus and how Icardi, the club captain, the day after, goes out and says that, you know, in, you know, when he says that he will sign a new contract when he gets a correct offer, that means, with, you know, that implies without being said that he has so far not been given a correct offer, which implies, in, which, which implies that the club have not been professional in the way they've handled him. Now, you cannot do this. My experience of Italy is you can criticize the club as a player to a certain extent. Mm. But you cannot um, completely throw them under the bus the way the Icardis have done. Because when he says that he's happy with what she's done and he stands by her and everything she's done, that means that he explicitly is is in agreement with everything that she's mm. done up until yeah. now. And that is also a really heavy uh, punch in the gut of the, of the directors. So he goes off on a double salvo like that. She uses the media to to, to 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 plant these stories, and she doesn't even hide that it's her that's planting these <laughs> stories, uh, which is a which is a new uh, tactic. Well, so, 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 it's certainly a new tactic. It's all being being transparent these days, and even all stuff. Like yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and 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 what happens after that is that the club go out and try to walk, you know, calm this down and say that you know we'll meet and we'll, you know, we'll 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 we'll, we'll have a negotiation and we'll see where we end up. Uh, and but but this is exactly as you started your question saying that but he's the captain hmm. and this behavior this disruptive behavior which he defends so wholeheartedly is is not something the club captain should be doing and and that's where the where the criticism comes from that they should be able to talk with each other via private conversations as opposed to Instagram stories, mm. uh, and that is the criticism I I, I have to, to all of this is the fact that 
absolutely he deserves a better contract. There is no doubt about it. I mean, look at all the players that make more money than him. He he's tenth highest payer played highest paid player in the Serie. Yeah, there's nine players ahead of him. I understand that he feels uh, disrespected and and that he should have he should have a contract worthy of a top player. No doubt about it. And and I understand uh, and that he's frustrated that Inter have not. Um, try to make that a priority. But do you, do you think that's interesting that they can't afford it? In the sense that they can't afford to see, they, well, obviously they can't afford to give them Ronaldo style wages. But do you think it's maybe kind of, they, they don't want to go go too crazy with their wage bill because that could lead to other players wanting loads of money and then then things kind of spiral from there. That's exactly what it is. Uh, because you have to remember that there's an Ivan Perisic in there who recently signed a contract that makes him uh, the highest on par with with Mauro Icardi, and you have to remember these these top you know top players, they usually have clauses that uh, when one player becomes the highest, then their wages have to also rise by a certain mm-hmm. certain percent percentage, and that's why I think uh, that's what I think is is what makes Inter so apprehensive because they don't want to go crazy on the wage bill. That that's that's that, I think that is you know the short answer. But personally, and I don't have any. I want to make this absolutely clear. This is this is not what I want to happen. This is not what I'm saying is going to happen. This is what I think will happen. Mm-hmm. I think that Inter want to part ways with Mauro Icardi, and they but they can't just let him go in any way, mm. in, in any shape, size, or form. I think they have to play their cards right, and. And to frustrate him by doing the antics that she's and mm. she and him have been doing in order to make themselves uh, persona non grata with the yeah. fans, so which they, is they, already, they can't be seen to just let them leave easily. It's it, got to be like the situation becomes so toxic in quotation marks that they have no choice in a sense. So that, that they, that's 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 what I think we're dealing with here. I think it's a situation where. Irrespective of if uh, Icardi signs a new contract within the next weeks, four weeks, five weeks, personally, I think that uh, he he will leave uh, in the summer. That's what I think. I think Inter will want to will want to cash in on him and uh, and replace him uh, mm. simply because if you look at everything that has happened and also if, if you look at, you know, you have to remember that there's a lot of politics involved here as well. Steven Zhang is only 26 years old. He's a really young, he's the youngest president ever. You know, he has to look the part, you know what I mean? Mm. And, be, and being young is already a disadvantage to him in, in, in Italy. And secondly, in Italy, you cannot uh, attack Il Padrone this way, constantly going, you know, going head to head against them in in this way, mm. so so blatantly that the Icardis have done for the past two three years. Um, well, and, it's, it's, it's saying that no player is bigger than a club, whatever the club may be. Ex- exactly, exactly. I think that's what we're dealing with here. And 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 Suning are uh, are, are, are businessmen. There's mm. no doubt about it. And 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 they. Look at they weigh their options now. Obviously, if Icardi leaves, 
it's not like he'll be replaced by Andrea Pinamonti, okay? <laughs> you, you know, Sergio Blisi has apparently been rumored to be leaving Kiev soon, mate. So, as <laughs> uh, you get a good 10 15 goals at him, definitely. <laughs> Thomas Rocky part two. Uh, no, no, but seriously, um, if he leaves, I think he will be replaced by one or one or two big name midfielders mm. and uh, a striker. Maybe not uh, the the Cristiano Ronaldo level of striker, but I think uh, someone in the you know if, if we're talking uh, players, uh, young player. I think I think someone like a Piontek or a, mm. a Giovanni Simeone or you, you know what I mean, like someone yeah. in that in that in that bracket that, that that has a resale value and has development potential. Mm -hmm. um, and is also a good level to start with as well. Exactly, and and they will try to make that up mm -hmm. by, by by bringing in someone like uh, I think Sergei Milinkovic Savic, uh, a Toni Kroos, a Modric. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of midfield player to, to make up for the quality. But that's 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 how I read the tea leaves. And again, this is not what I want to happen. This is not what I think will. This this is not what I wish to happen. This is not what I. Uh, you know, have uh, saying will happen. This is what I think will happen. Mm -hmm. There we go. I did not expect that to come out of this conversation. I'll be perfectly honest with you. Um, right. Just to finish up then. Second half of the season, you've got the Coppa Italia, the Europa League. You're sitting third in Serie A, five points behind Napoli, but you're pretty much, you're, you're as good as miles ahead of Lazio Milan. Um, what do Inter do? In the, in the second half of the season, Inter finished third. Uh, tried to close the gap to uh, close the gap uh, against Napoli as much as they can. I doubt very much they will be able to 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 reach Napoli. Um, I doubt that highly. I think Inter will will finish third and and be close to second. I think Inter will make at least the semi final in the Coppa Italia. And uh, quarter-final, semi-final in the Europa League, which is becoming more and more of a priority uh, for, for the club the more time passes after the Champions League exit, which I think is completely correct. If you're in, if you're in a competition, go for it. Hmm, yeah. Well, he, here's one. I was talking to our, our good friend, Marco Palmieri, who's Serie A commentator extraordinaire, and also uh, he likes the Inter. And he said, he did, he's like, I don't care about the Europa League. He wants Inter to make sure they win the Coppa Italia so Juventus don't win the treble. I think that's, <laughs> the number, the number, see, I, I think that's a really, I think that is what the club thinks as well. Um, I think they need a title this, this season. I think they, they need some kind of silverware that, that shows them that they're, they're, they're on the right track. Uh, I think if they had gone through uh, to the round of 16 in the Champions League, that would not have been such a pressing issue, mm. uh, simply because of the fact that they, you know, qualified from the group of death. But not having done that, um, I think silverware becomes more pressing now than, than it did uh, than it did than it otherwise would have. And when do you take Coppa Italia or Europa League? What would you rather have? Um, <laughs> I. I, I, I you know what? I actually, I'd rather have the Europa League because mm. it's a continental competition, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that Juventus will win the treble. I've been, you know, anyone who follows me on Twitter knows that I've been thinking that they will mm. do that for the past 
two times they've been in the final of the Champions League. This is what Allegri, you know, that's why Allegri is at Juventus. It's to win the treble. Uh, that's why he's still there. Uh, and, and all of Juventus is almost obsessed with this, mm-hmm. uh, that they cannot let Inter be the only club to have won the treble. <laughs> they cannot let Mourinho be the only manager to Like, this is a thorn in their side. Um, and, I, and I think they will, they will manage to, 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 to do this. I don't know if this, it's this year or next year. Um, but I think uh, they will do it over the next two seasons. Uh, I think their biggest chances this season uh, to win the to, to win the treble. Uh, but it remains to be seen because the Serie A is is not is getting much more tighter than it has been in a very very long time. Although Juventus are you know running away with it uh, if you look at the table, but it's but you can you can you can start to see. Um, signs of, of things moving think in the right from direction. From Juventus downwards, times. you take Juventus out of it, yeah, it's getting tighter, but Juventus have stretched away from everybody. There. But, but, but that's not so weird if you think about it. Yeah, I mean, you if don't you know, buy Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, yeah, exactly. you, know, <laughs> I mean, just, you buy the most happened. prolific goal scorer in the history of the Champions League. And, I mean, and he scores we, 14 goals. Uh, he scores 14 goals. In the first half of the season, so... What can you do? Um, right, Dima. I don't. We don't want to finish an inter podcast talking about Juve. Um, no, we don't. We so, absolutely don't. So we do not want to do that. Um, right. So, if you obviously, I assume everybody listening to this knows, uh, Ima is the boss at sempreinter.com. So go and uh, if you're obviously Inter fans, if you don't already, go there and visit there. Visit there. They also do their own podcast on Inter. It's the Studio Inter podcast, and you can get links to all that in the article and in the description of this one. So go and do that. You can follow uh, Nima on Twitter as well, and the link is down below. Have I, have I, have I, have I left anything out, Nima? Or did I get all my things no, in? I think I think you got everything everything spot on there. To be honest, uh, thank Brilliant. you so much. Uh, no, I think I love this podcast. Uh, I love doing things with you. It's always a nice conversation. So thanks a lot. Yeah, not not a problem. And we'll definitely talk later in the season to see how Inter are getting on.
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible Irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.